Megan. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to the Travel Mug Podcast. Every episode, we talk about travel destinations, interesting trivia, and even some travel fails. Let's dive into today's episode. Don't forget to travel mug. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Travel Mug Podcast. Hey, Jen. Oh, hey. I'm really excited to talk about today's destination somewhere I've never been, but you have a lot of experience. Dun, dun, dun. Thunder Bay, Ontario. Yeah. Um, I know. Very exciting. And we have mentioned it before. We should say this back on our classic and underrated Canadian destinations. That was a while back, though, and we are heading towards spring. There's so much to do in Thunder Bay. So we wanted to do like a bit of a deeper dive because there really is so much to do there. So I know you've had lots of experience. So tell us about your your travels to Thunder Bay. Yeah, so I've been there four times. Uh, my best friend moved there in 2012. So this is why I've been to Thunder Bay so many times. Yeah, for I'm not just like obsessed with it. I've gone in um, October. I've gone in March. I've gone in August and I've gone in December. So I've covered every season. And I have to say, August was definitely the time to go. Yes, that's what it usually is. <laughs> when I was there in December, we did almost nothing because it was so cold. So yeah, even the ski hills weren't open. It was like minus 30. So it was, it was not ideal, but summer is beautiful and there's a lot of things I want to talk about. So let's dive in. And the first thing I want to talk about is Mount McKay. So you actually really see this as you're flying in, I guess, depending on what side of the plane it's on, but it's, it's very obvious in the city kind of looms large. So it's 500 feet. You drive up to like a scenic look off. It has a picnic area and then displays by the Fort William First Nations. It has a short, but very challenging hike because it is like straight up. up. (laughs) And And we're so good with those. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's, uh, it's quite, yeah, up, but Once you get up there, you have amazing views kind of over the whole city. It's one of my favorite hikes in Thunder Bay. It's just really, really nice to kind of get that vantage point over the city. It does cost $10 per vehicle. And yeah, you can cycle up to that. It's like $2 or or if you walk, it's like $2, but $10 well spent in my opinion. Right. And since there is Fort William... And there's somewhere you haven't been. There's this somewhere I haven't been, but it's on my list. Yes. And I I wanted to dive into it too, because it sounded a lot to me like Fortress of Lewisburg and Nova Scotia. So I thought that that connection was really cool. And it is, yes, like you mentioned, Fort William Historical Park. So it's a popular cultural attraction, draws in folks from all over North America. And in the 1800s and really beyond, it was the inland headquarters of the Northwest Company, which actually rivaled Hudson's Bay Company, which I thought was a really cool fact. It was a major center for commerce and played a large role in the economic and political development of North America. I'm just like, wow, go area. (laughs) Um, The history of the fort obviously runs really deep and there are more than 40 historical buildings that were actually reconstructed in the 1970s and 80s, which again, really drew that parallel. Um, I wanted to quote this because I thought it was cool. According to their website, A reconstructed Fort William was seen as an opportunity to celebrate our cultural heritage. It was also envisioned as the cornerstone of a burgeoning regional tourism industry, because obviously this brings a lot of people to the area and a stimulus of economic growth in the northwestern Ontario region. 
So today it's a piece of cultural heritage, ensuring we don't forget the past. We all know how important it is to to remember that, where we came from and the importance of honoring this country's indigenous peoples. And at different times of year, that I thought this was cool too, they actually have day camps, they have festivals, artisan workshops, and team building activities where I suppose corporate um, companies can go and take their people there. And so, yeah, I thought it was a, a really neat place. And I'd like to see it as in co- contrast to Lewisburg as yeah. well someday. Yeah, I definitely want to go there. And it's funny. I don't even, I don't know if my best friend's been there and she lives there because she's never like mentioned it, but I feel like it's probably only on like the summer trip that that would have been like a a real option (laughs) to do. So hopefully next time. The next place I want to talk about is the Thunder Bay Conservatory. And it is absolutely probably my favorite place in Thunder Bay to go. We didn't make it there on the last, on my last trip, which I'm really sad about, but it's Thunder Bay's Centennial Botanical Conservatory. It's like a tropical oasis in the city. And so it's all inside. There's like tropical plants. There's a little like walking path. You can take like a coffee or whatever. There's benches. You can kind of just sit and enjoy the plants. And there's a little, you know, water feature in the middle. And so that's, I think why I liked it so much at the times that I visited in like the winter is like, it's warm in there and it's just like a really nice, I I can imagine if you lived in Thunder Bay and you go through the winters that they go through, that that would be a really good place to go for like your mental health. <laughs> like, yeah, no, for sure. That, like kind of tropical vibe. It is free, but I would definitely consider if you go leaving a donation because I follow them on Facebook, the Friends of Thunder Bay Conservatory, and they've had a lot of trouble staying open sometimes. And I, I really don't want that city to lose that place because it's just, right. it's so nice. So definitely leave a donation if you go. I went there somewhere similar to, I don't know if you and Ryan did when you were in Montreal, but there was somewhere very similar to that conservatory, a botanical one in Montreal reminded me a lot of that yeah. when you were talking. Yeah. Yeah. We did um, that when we were in Montreal in like 2013, I think it was. So yeah, definitely similar, smaller in Thunder Bay, but still nice. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about some outdoor hikey waterfall things because there's actually a lot of those in Thunder Bay. So the first yeah. one is Kekabeka Falls, the That's Niagara awesome. of the North, if you want to call mm. it that. <laughs> um, it's the second highest, if you want to. <laughs> call it, it's the second highest waterfall in Ontario. So Oh. There you have it. It's in Kekabeka Falls Provincial Park. Lots of hiking trails, varying difficulty. You can visit it any time of year. They do um, cross-country skiing in the winter. It's really, really nice. You know, you can go for a little while or you can go for a long while. It's a really good place to spend the afternoon. I really like going there. It's a bit out of Thunder Bay. It's a short drive, but it's not right in the city. I right. definitely recommend stopping at Shake Shop on your way by for an ice cream. As one would. Obviously. (laughs) Hello. So the next place I want to talk about is Cascades. And it's like more right in in the city rather than kind of outside the city. It has about five and a half kilometers of trails. And it's a really quiet kind of walk in the woods type of vibe. And then there's kind of like this cascading waterfall. So it's not your drop-off waterfall like Kekabeka is, but it's just kind of like a cascading falls, lots of like flat rocks to sit on to bring a little picnic. And it's just a really nice area. And it's usually like quiet. Like there's not usually other people <laughs> around you, which is really Yeah. It's, it's a nice spot. And then the last one kind of 
well, not really the last one, but the last one uh, outdoorsy is Marina Park. So it's on Lake Superior, right? So Thunder Bay is really weird to me because it has like this coastal, like oceany vibe, but it's a giant saltwater lake. It's very bizarre, but they're really, they have a really, really nice waterfront area on Lake Superior. It's open year year long. It has a boardwalk. It has a skateboard park, an art center, a splash pad, or a skating rink, depending on the time of year. There was someone skating the last time I was there on the waterfront and it was like snowing a blizzard. There's someone just Bless their hearts. <laughs> it was really funny. It's it's a really good place to kind of like grab a coffee or an ice cream and just kind of wander along and you get really nice views of the sleeping giant and of the lake. Right. Love and that. For shopping, because you gotta mm. do shopping. I definitely sure. recommend at Bay and Algoma. So those are two streets that kind of intersect there. There's some really cool, unique shops there. I picked up a Christmas ornament um, at a shop around there the last time. And there's, there's a really cute like kitchen store that has a bunch of different kitcheny things. And I love yeah, those kind of stores. Know, me too. So yes, those are kind of my favorite things that are mostly right in the city. So we're going to move a little bit outside the city for a minute and talk about somewhere else I haven't been. I know. And now somewhere else I want to go. Just what I needed, more places I needed to go. So this one is the amethyst mine. So like literally, if you've ever wanted to dig for amethyst, and I mean, once revered as the jewel of the gods, and it is the official gemstone of Ontario, this is your chance to do it. So you visit the amethyst mine. $10 a person, kids under five are free. You are provided with pails, digging tools, and running water. And you really don't need to crack anything open to find amethyst. It's just there. You simply (laughs) dig. Lucky you. And then what you find, you pay $4 per pound for of amethyst. So I want to go. It opens June 1st, usually until uh, October 1st, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., the website has a r- lot of really great information, so check it out. I really want to go there and dig for amethyst, which is not something I've ever said before. <laughs> not a sentence you thought you would be uttering. No. Uh, yeah, I haven't been there, and I, I only just learned about this, I don't know, probably, I mean, before my last trip, but they were definitely closed in the blizzard and minus 30 of yeah. December, so I didn't get to do it. It's definitely on my list for the next time because... It sounds like a lot of fun. (laughs) And also a little bit outside the city is the Terry Fox Memorial. So you may or may not know that just outside Thunder Bay is where Terry Fox's Marathon of Hope came to its untimely end due to his condition. So there's a memorial and like a visitor center. It's kind of it alongside the highway where you'd be coming in from like the West from like Winnipeg into the city. So yeah, visitor center, washrooms, memorial. It's a nice memorial. I know I was reading that it's been like vandalized before. So, cause <laughs> nothing is sacred. Apparently. Nothing is secret. And that is a true Canadian hero right there. Terry Fox. Yes. But it's a nice place to stop, especially if you're driving in from that way. And I, I think it's worth driving out that way as right. definitely. Well. Yeah. So sleeping giant, you can't talk about Thunder Bay without talking about the sleeping giant. So there's a lot of 
legends about the formation of the sleeping giants. One Ojibwa legend says that the giant is Nanabiju, the spirit of the deep sea water, who was turned to stone when the location of a silver mine was disclosed to white men. So it looks, it's a rock formation that looks like a giant that is sleeping on its back. It's very cool. Giant, right. I think we've posted it on our social media before when we did the Canadian classic episode, but I'll definitely post it again because it is a really cool formation. So you can see it from many parts of the city, but it is a provincial park and you can go and hike it and camp and all of those things. I haven't been out there because it is quite a drive from the city because you have to go all the way around the lake. But yeah, it looks it looks really cool from the waterfront, and I'd like to go explore you it. You can hike up it? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. that would be cool. Yeah, it is really cool. I mean, we've worked out, we've hiked, we've camped, yeah. Yeah. dug for amethyst. Now we need to eat. Now we need to eat. I love eating. The first place I want to talk about is Thunder Oak Cheese, which okay. we covered on my first trip to Thunder Bay. So you can actually go out to where they make the cheese and buy cheese from them. They make Gluta. Oh my God. (laughs) They make Gouda. Gouda cheese. Gouda cheese. Um, And they make all kinds of different flavors of Gouda with different add-ins. I've tried a lot of them. They are all really delicious. They also make like Cajun cheese curds. (laughs) Like, oh, so good. Like, I know we just eat them out of the bag. Anyway, one does. Yeah. Yeah. You can also buy their cheese at a lot of the local grocery stores as well. If you're not going to make it out to Thunder Oak, because it is a little little bit of a drive, but not too far. Okay. The next is like Thunder Bay classic food. And it's called a Persian. Does that say eat a Persian? Like they want you to eat a person? It's not not a person, but it is a yeast. Donut slash cinnamon roll. Okay. That has like a berry pink frosting. And I know it sounds really weird. And it took me until my fourth visit to Thunder Bay to actually try them. And it is delicious. (laughs) I give it a go. I mean. Don't know why. I think the pink frosting threw me off before. But it is super delicious. It was created in the 1940s by Bennett's Bakery in Thunder Bay. And it is named after a guy whose last name was Pershing. Okay. So they have, you know, changed it to Persian because Pershing is hard to say, I think. Along with other words, yeah. (laughs) So you can get them at grocery stores, but you can go to Persian Man to get the most authentic experience because that's the man is the name of the restaurant like bakery yeah it's actually bennett's bakery where it was where it was created but they've kind of branded under persian man because that's you know why people are going there they have other baked goods that look delicious but i only ate persian (laughs) dear listener i'm not gonna lie that on our document it says eat a persian and i thought that was the name of the restaurant or the bakery and someone calls a bakery eat a persian so i'm really (laughs) glad that we've sorted this out that persian is a thing and you are just suggesting that people eat one yeah yeah you should they're delicious (laughs) eat a persian okay (laughs) like what is she talking about i'm not going to thunder bay i'm sorry i just can't 
All right. That sounds delightful. And I'm definitely going to eat a Persian. Yes. There we go. Uh, the next spot I just discovered on my last trip and it's called El Tres. We didn't eat here, which I'm really sad because it had a delicious looking uh, Mexican themed menu. They had really good drinks and margaritas. So I have to say, go for the drinks. Probably the food is really good, but we had dinner before we went over drinks. So I know. I mean, my dinner was also good, but (laughs) you can't eat all of the things. (laughs) And speaking of dinner for delicious dinner with a view, definitely check out anchor and, or it's in a hotel on the waterfront. It's, I think, a Delta hotel, but I don't know. It's like a brand new hotel. It's really nice. They had Sleeping Giant Beaver Duck Beer Cheese that they serve with soft pretzels. So Sleeping Giant Beaver Duck, I don't know. I think it's a beer. It's a beer. Yeah. Sleeping Giant. Beer cheese sauce. Yeah. Sleeping Giant has a, like, a beer, um, like, that's a brewery in town. Yeah. Yeah. It was super, super delicious. I, I, my best friend and I ate the mini pretzels with the beer cheese dip. And then we barely, I don't know. I don't think Sarah ate any of her entree. I think she brought her entire entree home. I love a cheese sauce and a soft pretzel. I know. Like it was so, so good. And I mean, sadly, when we went, it was dark outside. So we didn't really get, it was also a snowstorm. So, you know, we didn't get the views. Uh, but it's funny in Thunder Bay, speaking of restaurants, just patios are not really like a thing there. Really? Like, yeah, I found that really weird. The time that I went in the summer, I was like, let's go like eat on a patio. And she's like, they're just not, they're not here. Like patios is just not part of our like culture. That's crazy. I love a patio. I know. We ate at an Indian restaurant with a patio, but she was like, this is the only one. <laughs> Very, very strange. Well, live, I guess do what you want, Thunder Bay. Yeah. All right. Well, you can consider that the first of the fun facts before Megan shares the ones that she found. <laughs> a bit of a lame fact, but we'll call it a fun fact anyway. But the rest of them are fun. So fun facts on Thunder Bay people coming at you. So Thunder Bay, as you've mentioned, is on the shores of the world's largest freshwater lake, Lake Superior. Now, I'm not good with my Great Lakes. Peter can show you on the map. He gets it right on Jeopardy every time. I'm like, sure, it's on the shore of Lake Superior. We're going to believe that. (laughs) I I believe it. It is. Um, Yes. Uh, Thunder Bay receives, I was really shocked by this, 2,121 hours, very specific, of sunshine a year, which equals 305 days. It is the sunniest city in Eastern Canada. I have a hard time calling that Eastern Canada, but... Sure. <laughs> Me too. But the Ontarios like to do that and consider themselves in the East. But I was shocked by that amount of sunlight. Yeah. They have a lot of sunny days. And I mean, I can't, I mean, I've been there when it's snowing, but I don't remember many like rainy days. It's not like, right. and it's really dr- like the air is really dry, like visiting in the winter. It was like yeah, they, all of them. they must get their like moisture in the ground from all the friggin' snow they get. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so you did mention this earlier too, where you alluded to it. There are two ski hills there, Mount Baldy and Loch Lomond or Lamond. I don't know. I'm not Scottish. And they're both about 20 minutes outside of town. They're both run by local families. And I also read, although I couldn't figure out which it was, 
that Ontario has the second highest ski hill. No, Thunder Bay has the second highest ski hill in Ontario. And I couldn't figure out if it was Mount Baldy or Loch Lomond. It's one of them. Interesting. Yeah. My best friend snowboards and I, I think most of the time they go to Loch Lomond, but I haven't been there because I, I don't do those things. <laughs> no, neither do. I think we've established we're indoor people. The city is actually most popular, of course, for its wilderness setting and nature related tourist attractions. And there's about 75 kilometers of multi-use recreational trails. Yeah. Um, I didn't know this fact either, which I loved. Implemented, they implemented seasonal time shifts in 1908, which was eight years before Germany declared um, themselves as the first country to partake in daylight savings time. So they were already doing it. They are doing it. That's why they got so much sunshine there. (laughs) They cheated early. And then finally, for our last fun fact on Thunder Bay, Fort William and Port Arthur actually amalgamated in 1970 to make up the city that is now Thunder Bay. Hmm. Yes. I mean, these actually were like really interesting things I never would have known about Thunder Bay. So it's an it, people laugh at me when I'm like, I'm going out to Thunder Bay on vacation. But like, I have genuinely enjoyed each time that it I've. Great. <laughs> if even if we're not like snowboardy, whatever people, we do yeah. like a good hike. We like to be outdoors. We like a waterfront. I mean, we like a patio, but that's fine. Yeah. And then there's lots of. Like sounds like really good as an amethyst mine, really good things to do there. Yes. Yes. I think it deserves some love in Thunder. What we're doing this whole episode, love. <laughs> all the love. <laughs> yeah. So that's all we have this week. Thank you so much for listening to the Travel Mug Podcast. As always, you can find us on our website, travelmugpodcast.com, Facebook, Instagram at the Travel Mug Podcast. You can support the show by buying us a coffee and you'll get access to some fun stuff like bloopers, which there might be from the recording of this episode. Maybe 50 or so. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and sharing the show with a travel-loving pal. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.